Blog Talk Radio. Does anybody want the Lord to make him over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. And then Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning the word will will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose and towards our destiny in Christ. Hallelujah. Well, it brings me great joy to come before you tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and to share a word from God with you. After the broadcast tonight, if you would look on the webpage for blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God, there's a button there that says follow. I ask that you would please push that button and it lets us know that you do follow and that you do enjoy our broadcast. I want to say thank you to all of those who have been following the broadcast. Uh, Thank you for your encouraging words and for your support. It means so much to me. I love you all. Thank you so much. Well, now you can go to our website. It's called awordfromgod.webs.com. And I ask that you browse our sites and follow all of our links to our other affiliate sites and blogs. We're also on Facebook. Uh, It is called A Word From God. Please click the like button to show us that you do like our page. And you can email us now at a wordfromgod3 at aol.com. That is a wordfromgod3 at aol.com. Check out our ad cost and advertising page uh, on our website. Uh, If you would like to have your church event or business announced on the air or if you are 
a recording artist, a Christian recording artist, and you would like to have your CD played on A Word from God, uh, please go to our website for instructions on our advertising costs or email me at awordfromgod3 at aol.com. Also on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com slash awordfromgod, I do a Wednesday morning business show where I bring on business owners um, who have businesses or ministries that you want to uh, get noticed or get out there and let people know that you have a business or let people know that you have a ministry. Uh, I do charge for the Wednesday morning show, but you can find all that information out on our website. That's at wordfromgod.webs.com. And um, so if there's something that you feel like you'd like to do, please give us a a shout-out over on on our website there. Um, Also, I have two blogs out. One is called The Word From God, one dot blogspot dot com and I have another uh blog uh business blog that I do and it is called partners in business one dot blogspot dot com. So check out those uh two blogs. I, I will be doing some updating here uh in this week so please uh, uh go over to my two different blogs. I also have out two CDs. One is called Secrets. It sells for fifteen dollars for a two disc set. The second one is I Give Myself Away, which sells for $10. I ask that you uh, uh, purchase those uh, CDs. They will be a definite blessing to you. Uh, I'm still working on my uh, end time series, the uh, end time series that I'm doing called The End of Times, where I'm teaching on the rapture, the Bema Seat Judgment, the marriage of the Lamb, the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist, and so much more that is taught in the book of Revelation, book of Daniel, book of First Thessalonians, Matthew, and in First Corinthians. Also on my blogtalkradio.com slash your word from God page, I ask that you do check out my affiliate links. There is one there called, um, one of, a blog there called Blood Pressure Awareness, uh, which is my husband's blog. And um, this talks about high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, uh, giving your life right health-wise. We can't do anything for the Lord if we're not in good health. Uh, he almost died back in 1998. He had a blood pressure uh, a number of over 260, and it's a miracle the doctor said that he's still alive today. Uh, he had to drive himself to the hospital from way down North Dallas to over to South Dallas to the VA hospital, and they, they said they didn't understand how he was still kicking, but God had a plan for him. And so he teaches about high blood pressure and how uh, uh, the doctors took him off of medication and what he did to get off. And he had to change his lifestyle. He had to lose weight. He had to change his eating lifestyle. He had to begin to exercise. So I'm going to ask you to go and visit that, uh, visit my uh, webpage, uh, my blog talk webpage, and you will find all of those links on there. Well, right now I do have the phone lines open. Uh, Once our special guest tonight begins to share the word of God, I will not be taking any calls until after uh, he is finished. But on tonight I have uh, a very, very special guest. Uh, 
uh, with me on tonight, I have uh, Elder Roderick Watkins and his wife, B. Watkins. They are members with me along uh, uh, at Dayspring Family Church here in Irving, Texas. And I just want to read a little bit about uh, Elder um, Elder Watkins, and uh, then we're going to introduce them to you, and you will love them just as much as I do. Uh, Elder Roderick Watkins is a native of Shreveport, Louisiana. He is the youngest of four children to Amos and Doris Watkins. He is a graduate of Fair Park High School, class of 1997. Elder Watkins has been married for 13 and a half years to his high school sweetheart, Minister B. Watkins. And to this union, they have added four beautiful children whom they will be introducing a little later on. Uh, Elder Watkins is also an alumni of the North Lake College, where he graduated cum laude with a 3.5 grade point point average in information technology and also holds several uh, certificates or certifications in computer programming, uh, CIT, help desk, and user support, just to name a few. He is currently working on his bachelor's degree at Lamar Lamar University. Uh, Elder Watkins confessed Christ at a very early age and was baptized at the Lakeside Baptist Church when he was just nine years old. Uh, Elder Watkins was called and accepted the call to the preaching ministry in 2001 and ordained as a preacher of the gospel in February 2002. Currently, he resides in Irving, Texas, and he and his wife are active members of the Dayspring Family Church up under the leadership of Bishop Kevin and Pastor Sonia Dickerson. Elder Watkins' main joy in life is being the priest, prophet, and provider for his family. He stands strong stand strong in his conviction uh, that a man's life should be measured by what he has, but rather what he does, how he lives, how he treats his family. He believes that being able to teach and preach God's word is a privilege that he doesn't take lightly. Though Elder Watkins has sat at the feet of some great apostles, bishops, and pastors of our time, he still stays humble, and he submits himself under the hand of the Almighty God. Elder Watkins is a servant leader, and though he works faithfully in the church as an adjunct to Bishop uh, Dickerson, he is a Sunday school teacher. He also does community outreach at the Avante uh, Nursing Home. Uh, presently, that's what he's doing, and he has ministered or mentored at the Wade Correctional Facility, and at one time he also worked and served meals at the Union Gospel Mission Homeless Shelter. Uh, Elder Watkins preaches an uncompromising, relevant word for this season. He seeks the face of God to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches, and then he executes. He preaches with enthusiasm and clarity. And I want to say tonight, all of you that are tuned in to a word from God, uh, welcome 
Elder Watkins, Roderick Watkins, and his wife, Minister B. Watkins. Welcome to A Word from God tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Evangelist Hagler. Praise Thank God. It is just awesome to have you both on the show. Um, I know you from the ministry there at the church, and uh, it's always been something special about the two of you that I've seen uh, that it, it just exemplifies our Father, whatever God is, however, whatever the things that God does. It, I see that in the two of you. You have such a loving attitude towards people. You have a loving attitude towards our pastoral leadership. And I notice you have a loving attitude towards each other. And uh just want to say thank you so much for being on our show. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Well, um, I wanted to kind of interview you a little bit here before we get into the word. Um, I noticed that in the bio it says that you two are high school sweethearts. Yes, yes, yes. We are <laughs> high school sweethearts. It's, it's a blessed thing that you can uh, you can be with someone that you have met, you know, from high school and kept it out during all the years. It's a, it's it's a privilege. Wow. And I don't think, I don't take that lightly. I just enjoy that God has kept us together and He really have kept His hand on us as a couple and you know as our marriage. Uh, wow. He, right. I wow. enjoy um, the fact that we've been together so long and. We sometimes joke about how we watch each other actually grow from boys to men and from girls to women. <laughs> I knew him before he had facial hair. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amen. Well, too bad I don't have video because I just wanted everybody to know you two are just such a cute couple. I mean, they're they're just the cutest couple you've ever seen. And they're just such a joy and such a blessing uh, there at our church. Well, Sister B, I understand that from this union, uh, you all have four children. Could you uh, give us their names and their ages? Sure. Um, we have Elijah, who's 13. He's mm-hmm. our oldest. Angel is 12. And we have Naraya, who's 9. And Maya, she's a baby, she's 8. And wow. uh, it's been a joy for us to just see them grow up and uh, they work in ministry just like we do. They have a heart for ministry. And there's something about when you can take your kids to church and actually know that they're going to want to be there. And that Elijah, he likes the drums. And we didn't know for a long time that he was hiding a gift from us. He can actually sing pretty good, too. <laughs> now, your son, is he the young man that plays the drums? Yes, ma'am. That's your, I never knew that was your son. Oh, yes, ma'am. He oh, he is, he is awesome. He is a awesome drummer. I mean, he plays like he's been playing like like he's playing like a thirty year old man. He is awesome. Well, he, he sits over there by the drums and makes sure that he stays close to Kevin so that yeah. in case Kevin's not there or something, he's ready to pull in and to sit in. So oh, it's a joy. He enjoys it a lot. He does awesome. Well, I know that uh, a couple of months ago you had a scare with one of your children. I believe it was your daughter, Angel. And if you could give us that testimony. 
Oh, sure. Um, we had a, we did have a fair in March. Um, our oldest daughter, Angel, she's 12. Uh, we were at church as usual, and we were getting ready for our 11 o'clock service, and she came and told me, she said, I can't feel the right of my left side. It's still like it's kind of numb. And I was wondering, I said, well, what happened? Was Did you fall on it or anything? And she's like, no, my leg, I didn't fall on it or anything. It's just hard for me to walk. So um, she did go to the back, and we had a couple of the uh, nurses at the church to kind of look her over and talk with her and everything. And so um, we unanimously decided to take her on to um, an emergency room or quick care or something. I was thinking to myself, the worst thing that can happen is um, I'll miss 11 o'clock service, and then mm-hmm. Sunday evening we'll sit at home and just kind of rest <laughs> the rest right. of the day, not knowing right. that um, there was something really going on with her. We took her to um, the quick care in Los Colinas, and the doctors were saying, you know, I don't really know if there's anything wrong with her. But what we'll do is just go ahead and send her to the emergency room at Las Colinas Medical Center just in case to look her over. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did. They they sent her over to the Las Colinas Medical Center just thinking maybe she, she had a blood clot or something that was going on uh, mm-hmm. that would make her not be able to feel uh, have any feeling on that side. Well, lo and behold, we took her over to Las Colinas Medical Center and the doctors were talking and. They asked so many questions, it was almost like, what are they doing? Why are they interviewing us like this? Mm -hmm. So we gave them lots of information, and they asked, do we have any types of cancer? And so many different things or whatever that went through our family. And I told them, no, generally we're healthy. They Mm -hmm. said, well, we're going to take a CAT scan just to look her over and see why it is that she just couldn't feel um, any, any movement or whatever and was feeling numb on that side of her body. And they said, well, it's going to take about 30 minutes to get this cat scan back. And I was telling my daughter, I said, well, the worst thing that can happen is we'll be sitting here for a while and we'll go home and cook. He came back within more than 30 minutes. It seemed like it was about five or six minutes later. He rushes into the room and he said, well, Mom, I see that it looks like we have a mass on her brain. Oh. And we, our hearts were just, just kind of stopped. My daughter sat up in the bed and she got a little misty-eyed, and I was thinking, okay, you know, let's not let's not jump to conclusions. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for my husband. I said, well, can you kind of wait until he comes? I need to speak to him. And when he came in, they did talk to us and said that they saw a mask on her brain. And mm-hmm. Immediately, she was rushed over to the children's hospital in Dallas, and they took really good care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, they did surgery a couple days later. They saw that there was a mask. It was a tumor the size of a golf ball, and it was sitting on the left oh, side of her brain, on the right side of her brain. And uh, that's what was triggering all those motor skills to be off. But when I tell you that, we had members of Day Spring and members from our family and, I mean, so many people around, literally around the world praying for her and fasting for her. Um, it was just amazing. Bishop and Pastor, they were so uh, good to us and they were so adamant about Staying there and, and praying and going through with us. I mean, every member of Bay Spring and, and our family really rallied up, and God showed us a song um, after the surgery. The doctors were thinking that um, that the that the tumor was malignant. He said, usually, almost always, in this type of situation, her age, the characteristics and stuff, everything that looked like this thing looks malignant. And my husband and I, we looked at each other and we said, but we believe God. And we went around the corner and we prayed again because we just trusted God. And if there was ever a time that I hadn't 
been able to trust God. It was then that my faith was even made stronger. We've always been strong believers, but at that point I said, I can't I can't fail in this one. This this is not a test that I'm gonna fail and we just pulled together, we prayed and, and God worked it out. The tumor ended up being benign and uh the rest is, I, I guess, history. You look at it now, and you won't be able to tell. <laughs> I mean, you you don't know. You, when I heard about it, I I was at the service that day, but I was at, uh, I believe I was at the 8 o'clock service, and I saw her. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I missed a, a couple of Sundays, and I came back, and I heard all of this, and I'm like, and I looked at her, and there were no bandages. I mean, she looked healthy. She was smiling. I mean, she's a a gorgeous young lady. She's a beautiful girl, and 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 my heart just skipped as I, I I the testimony was so awesome on how the enemy. I mean, I I I know that God has great things for your family, and I believe He's got even greater things for her because she just has just such a she's such a special young woman. Amen. Yeah. So I was like. I was like, wow, but I'm I I um, I'm so thankful that all is well and that there was uh, that everything was benign and she's doing fine and God is blessing her and and it is an, another testimony up under your belt of the power of God and what God can do in our lives. Well, also, Sister yeah. B, um, we know that. Well, I know that you are an awesome singer. You have a wonderful ministry of music. Uh, I've heard you. Uh, do like a, a, a solo. I've heard you lead praise and worship. Uh, you sing in our choir, and you also direct our choir. Um, let us in on some other little things that you do. And how long have you been singing, first of all? Um, to be honest, I think the first time I can remember was four. Um, I sang in our Christmas programs and Easter programs wow. all the time. Uh, wow. By the time I was telling my children, by the time I was 10, Mm-hmm. I was in the adult choir at my church. At my um, my dad is the pastor as well, so I was at at my home church in the adult choir at ten, leading uh, songs. Wow. And um, it's it's been a it's been a uphill uh, journey from there. I've always liked to sing. Um, that's a gifting that I think that God had bestowed upon me. Uh, my dad sings. And my mom and dad have twelve kids, and most of us can sing or either play the piano. So. That was something that just kind of fell on to me. Um, I do also um, have a preaching ministry as well. You know, I'm a, I am a certified preacher. I do Amen. preach the gospel, and I love to do it. I like to teach God's people, and I like to open Amen. up the Word and, and delve in it. Um, there are so many things that I try to put my hand to just to say <laughs> most <multi-factual>. of <laughs> um, <laughs> The best job I think that I've had so far is uh, being a wife and a mother. I really Praise take that job seriously, and I love, love the fact that I have family around me that allows me to do it. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I like I said, I, uh, I've i not had the chance yet to hear you minister in word, but I know the type of life that you live and the type of woman that you are, and I can just uh, imagine how great the preaching ministry is because I've heard the the uh, song side of you, and it is just awesome. You sang some songs and led us in praise and worship that have literally uh, just uh, took us to the other side of heaven. It's it's, it's an honor just uh, listening to you uh, when you lead praise and worship, the times that, that you've led that I've been there. 
And um, I'm telling you, you just have an awesome sounding voice. So I just continue to let the Lord use you because I believe there are great things in store for you as as well. Well, I do appreciate that again for the fact that I do. Um, I, I just love the thing, and I, I admire the fact that when I can get up before God's people and worship Him, that is something that's so sacred. Worship is what we were made to do. If Amen. we can't do anything, we should be able to worship Him. Amen. I mean, who Amen. wouldn't serve a God like that? So Amen. when I post that that mantle, I bet that is my job. That is what I want to do, and I want to pull people in to where I've already been. Because before Amen. I get to church, I try to get there. I got to try Amen. to get to, to into the holy of holies. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Elder Watkins, um, how long have you been in ministry, sir? Yes, ma'am. I've been in ministry since 2001, since I accepted the call. It's been approximately 10 years. Okay. And preached my first sermon in uh, 2002 in February at uh, Star Bethlehem Missionary Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, what other gifting and callings uh, do you hold in the ministry? Uh, the other things I work, um, I do the adjutant, I serve, uh, that's the first ministry, just serve. Mm-hmm. Wherever I can, you know, wherever need, you know, work to be done in the ministry, uh, I'm pretty much there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty much not uh, kind of pushed in one direction, but, you know, I'm just to the point if the floor needs to be cleaned, I'm in the cleaning ministry, you know. <laughs> you know, the grass needs to be cut. I'm in the grass ministry, you know. Amen. So, so what you saying? You staying in your lane, huh? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm in my lane, and I just, I just love for the house of God to be represented well, mm-hmm. and that's been my thing. It's just that I just don't like to see the house of God uh, moving forth, you know, half-heartedly. Right. And if I see something that needs to be done, if it's within my power. And understanding, I try my best to do it, and because we all in the same thing for Christ. Amen, amen. Now I also understand that you do a little work in the community. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, presently um, I'm help serving uh, at Avante Nursing Home, mm-hmm. uh, and I served also at the Union Gospel uh, Homeless Center in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a great opportunity uh, to just to see someone that's less fortunate. I mean, we get comfortable in our lives, and and being able to go home with shelter and nice ceiling mass, mattress, and you mm-hmm. know, and someone else is at a you know lower state. And ministry gives you the opportunity to get out there and and uplift someone, and give them the opportunity and the willpower to get back, you know, in 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 life and get back to. Believe in God and moving forward. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we appreciate all that you do. Uh, I, I do know that you are a worker. I see you all the time just doing whatever your hands find to do, and I see that you work very closely side by side with our bishop, and um, that's what it's all about, uh, just serving, doing what we, like you said, whatever your hands find to do. You do it, and that is such a uh, that is such a blessing. We all need to have that servant type attitude to make sure that everything in the house of God runs the way that it should run. Well, before uh, Elder Watkins comes and shares the word of God with you on tonight, we're going to stop. Uh, we're not going to take any calls until after he finishes uh, sharing the word of God. 
uh, because he has a message that truly is going to encourage your heart. Uh, Before he comes, we are going to uh, play a song, and the name of the song is called Encourage Yourself. After this song, you will hear the voice of Elder Watkins, and he is going to bring the message tonight entitled Encourage Restoration is on the way. So after the song, please uh, be attentive to Elder Watkins.
Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hello, Blog Talk Radio. I am Minister Roger Watkins, and I first want to thank God for the opportunity to speak His Holy Word during a season where some people are so faithless and have given up on living a faithful lifestyle for God. I want to give honor to my bishop, Kevin Keith Dickerson, and Pastor Sonia Dickerson, who are the great leaders of Day Spring Family Church. I give honor also to my parents, Amos and Doris Watkins, and Apostle Cloud and Pastor Barbara White, who resides in Shreveport, Louisiana. And I also thank you, Evangelist Becky Hagler, for allowing me to speak on your radio show. I am so grateful for my loving wife, Minister B. Watkins, and our children, Elijah, Angel, Naraya, and Maya Watkins, my greatest support. Amen. Praise God. I come to talk about a very familiar passage. It's in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 17. The question before we read the text is, what are the things in your life that has died and need to be resurrected? Verse 1 says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said unto me, Prophesied upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter to you, and ye shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Verse 9 says, Then said he unto me, Prophesied unto the wind, prophesied, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus said the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Our key verse, verse 10, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Verse 11 said, Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dry, and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus said the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Verse 13 says, And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, and performed it, said the Lord. We want to use for a topic today, be encouraged, 
restoration is on the way. Hallelujah. Be encouraged. Restoration is on the way. Father God in heaven, we thank you right now for your grace, and we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your your power today. Father, we thank you for your love. Dear God, we thank you for dying on the cross for our sins, and we pray Dear God, that somebody would get this message, dear God, and draw closer to you, Father. Lord, we continue to give you the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. When I think about the goodness of God and all he has done for me, I can't help but to praise him. From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, we bless his holy and righteous name. We are going to talk about a man of God who prophesied in a time where people had died spiritually. The author Ezekiel was a priest and a prophet of God. He was the son of Buzzai, went into captivity in 597 B.C. before Christ mm-hmm. by the king Nebuchadnezzar during his second campaign against Judah. Ezekiel was among the three priests prophets in the Old Testament, including Jeremiah and Zechariah. The book of Ezekiel can be seen in a threefold uh, example. Number one, to explain that Judah must be judged for disobedience. Number mm-hmm. two, to encourage the remnant of Judah through prophecies of her glorious future restoration. And number three, to emphasize the preeminence of God's glory and character. As we read in verse one, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he carried me out. In the spirit of the Lord And set me down in the midst of the valley Which was full of bones We got to understand that God was in total control And he placed his hand upon the prophet And carried him out in the spirit And set him down in the midst of the valley Full of dry bones Well preacher I need you to break it down for me Well Hmm. Ezekiel was in the Holy Ghost In the presence of God And Put in a spiritual valley full of dry bones This was Israel in the spirit And God wanted the prophet to see where the people were spiritually Now also, we can bring this verse up to date And see that there are some things in our lives that God has shown us And we need to take inventory of all the things he has shown us that have died Can I get a witness? Many times We forget about the dreams and the visions we have received from the Lord because of the dryness that has completely surrounded our dreams. We have to understand that in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and what? Destroy. I came that, Christ said, I came that uh, you may have life and have life more abundantly. God wants you to understand that he has the power to restore lost dreams and visions. We think it's all over when we don't see the manifestation. Amen? We would think that God has just written us off that everything that God has called us to do or put in 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 our mind, we just think it's all over. But as we learn in the valley that there's restoration, I come to tell you to be encouraged, restoration is on the way. As we go farther in the text and reading in verse 2, it said, And caused me to pass them round about. And behold, there were very many in the valley, and lo, they were very dry. 
God sometimes has to allow us to revisit some things he has shown us and let the truth be told already given us. But because of the sin in our lives, every dream and every vision has been dulled in our eyes. Nothing has changed on God's level, but we can't see clearly when sin is present in our lives. Mm-hmm. Only when we come clean and with a repentant heart, our holy and righteous God will allow us to resume back to duty. Yes, I mm-hmm. say resume because I'm going to give you an example uh, radio broadcast that when you are driving your car on a long journey, sometimes you put the car in cruise control. Mm. That's when you know the conditions of the road are okay. But sometimes other cars, uh, potholes in the road, and animals will run across the road, and falling debris would be in your lane. It will come in your lane, and you have to immediately touch the brake pedal, and the cruise control automatically stops. Only after you have seen the road ready for resuming speed do you reach forth your hand and press the resume button. Mm. Then the car knows to go back to the speed you previously set at. God is looking today for somebody he can press the resume button in your life. God is ready to press that button and bring you back to where you belong. Some of us have fallen by the wayside because of the sin in our life, but when we give it to God, he's ready to resume us back to where we started. You have been waiting a long time for your healing, a long time for your deliverance, a long time for restoration for your marriage, a long time for a breakthrough in your finances. Well, you know what? God is ready. He is ready today to change your life. People of God, be encouraged. Restoration is on the way. You got to begin to say to yourself, God is ready to press the resume button in my life. We got to speak the word of God like the the prophet Ezekiel did firsthand how, how dry the bones were, and he wrote it was very dry. Some of you may be saying, well, preacher, I don't think this will work for me, but if you will follow me in the spirit and see what God can do, For what he has done for others, he most certainly can do for you. It amazes me how large the area was for the spiritual dry bones. Mm -hmm. God would allow you to see just how much uh, we have allowed to fall by the wayside. It amazes me that sometimes when God opened up our eyes, uh, evangelists, to see uh, all the things, all the prayers and all the things we have laid before God in the altar, it's all laid in the valley. And sometimes because of our lifestyle, those things become dull in our eyesight. And we can't really see the fullness of the manifestation until we get in the right uh, relationship with God. Hallelujah. Verse, verse 3 says, uh, And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answer, O oh Lord God, thou knowest. Now, when I was studying this text and when he came to me, to, uh, and God answered a question, it's kind of like, wow, the almighty, the all-knowing is asking me, son of man, can these bones live? Mm-hmm. We know God to be the alpha and omega. Come on. The Amen. beginning and the ending. He's the first and the last. But he asked this prophet of, of God, can these bones live? And God is asking us today, can the bones in our life live? Can the bones that have fallen by the wayside be restored? 
It is amazing how God speaks. Uh, We're going to look at how he addresses the prophet. He said, son of man, are we in the position to be called a son? Hmm. All right? The position of sonship comes from being in the family. Ezekiel was in the family of God, and God addresses him as a son and asks him, can these bones live? But Ezekiel, being the priest and prophet he is, replied to God, O Lord, thou knowest. Come on, we got to stop fooling ourselves, thinking we are getting away with things in front of an all-knowing and a power for God. Mm. If If we want total restoration for our lives, and the people we love dearly, we got to get in the status of sonship with God. We are the children of God, whether we are the good and obedient children or the lost and disobedient children. We all still belong to God. God wants to hear us say that our dreams and visions can live. I'm going to say that again. God wants to hear us say that our dreams and visions can live. We must understand that our God is an awesome God, hallelujah, and that everything that he has made was what? Good. Mm. Can you can you imagine how the prophet felt looking at the very dry bones and being asked, can they live? Hallelujah. I mean, can you imagine how he felt when God questioned him? But because of the relationship with God, He knew God had the understanding and power to perform the restoration. God is about to restore some things in your life today in the name of Jesus. He's about to bring it uh, back in your life. Some things that we have allowed to fall by the wayside, God is going to allow us to revisit some of these things. And now that we are in the – have the opportunity to revisit them, we should revisit them with uh, knowing that God is able to restore. Mm-hmm. Verse 4 said, Again he said unto me, Prophesied upon these bones, and say unto thee, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the God, Lord. We got to learn how to speak to these bones in our life. Sometimes we allow these situations to speak to us and get the best of us, but God, just like he told Ezekiel the priest, we got to be just like him and speak to those situations and tell them to hear what? The word of the Lord. It's not in our might. It's not in our power. It's not in the books that we write. It is not in the sermons we preach. It is not in anything that Grandma said, but it is in the word of the Lord. Now the prophet is getting his assignment from the Lord. And not only Ezekiel, but you also are getting the assignment too. In Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. When we begin to speak for God to anything in life, we have to do it by faith. Why, preacher? Well, I'm glad you asked. In the beginning, God spoke it, and it was. And throughout every generation, things have been operated by the faith of God. When we look at the dryness of the bones in our lives, we need to have the thought of life and not death. How can you get this thought in your mind? You get it by the word of the living God. Many times we look at our situations and we immediately write it off because we said it's been too long. It's been 15 years, 20 years, 
30 years. It's, it's, it's somebody else has taken up the journey now, and we just begin to write it off by our very own mouth. But if we want to have a successful life, we got to understand that we've been created in the image of God. So, mm-hmm. therefore, when the image of God is an image of faith, God spoke and it was. So we got to be careful when we speak because it will come to pass. So, mm-hmm. therefore, God told Ezekiel to speak the word of the Lord. Speak what? The word of the Lord. He did not tell Ezekiel to speak the word of hearsay or the word of I think it might happen or I heard it on uh, on Channel 12 or, or, or some other avenue. But God told Ezekiel, speak the word of the Lord. If you don't have any word, then you lack the power of life. Come on, somebody. There is life in the power of the word of God. That's where we live. That's what the answer is. If we need healing today, it's in the word of God. If we need restoration today, it's in the word of God. If you're not saved and you're looking for the Savior, it's in the word of God. Hallelujah. Be encouraged, restoration is on the way. I'm reminded of a saying we used to say being little, and it tickled me uh, as the Holy Spirit uh, showed me in depth about how we used to say this phrase. And we used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Mm-hmm. Amen. You, you might have heard that, Evangelist. Amen. Growing up, you know, as we were children, we would run around and say that. But, you know, that was cute when we were smaller. Hmm. But, come on, that was something that you would have said as a child. But I come in the name of Jesus Christ saying that the words can hurt and will change the direction of your destination. Or it will cause somebody else to stumble. So we got to grow up and believe in the power of the almighty word of God. Amen. When when we get in the body of Christ and become mature, we're no longer based in desiring the sincere milk of the word of God. We are we're on the meat now. So therefore, as Christians, and I'm talking to those who are saved, sanctified, and, and, and the mature, we got to be careful what we say and how we say it, especially to the babes in Christ. Amen. We cannot expect a babe to know how to walk if he's crawling. Amen. We cannot expect a babe to speak when he's still mumbling. So we have to be careful and understand that the words makes a difference. The words made a difference in the beginning of time because God used what? The word. He spoke the word, and it was so. He said, let there be light, and there was. He created man in our image. He, 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 everything God did was by his holy word. Everything assigned to your life, is listening and waiting for the very words you speak. Oh. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Everything assigned to your life is listening and waiting for the very words you speak. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, as we look at the text, we can understand that in this valley, all of your situations, all of your dreams, all of your visions, your family, your marriage, your uh, your status on your job, your your uh, your character in the community, everything is lying in wait, listening to how you speak. How we speak is very important because we confess what we want to be. That's why it's so important that we learn the Word of God because 
the assignment to our life, everything assigned to our life is listening for our very command. As we look at verse 5, it says, Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. I want to back up again that he said that, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. What is the breath of God? The breath of God is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. It is the life that we that that uh, that's in us. That's how we live is by the breath of God. Now we are at a point where the prophet has spoken, and uh, and now the voice of the Lord follows. When we speak the word of God, the word begins to speak also. Notice how God speaks directly to the bones. Your breakthrough is within your own mouth. Hallelujah. Your breakthrough is within your own mouth. We got to speak directly to every situation. Come on, somebody. We got to get the pen and the paper out and begin to write down these things in our life, whatever it is that's challenging us, whatever it is that has prospered us, whatever it is that that, 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 that we're looking to uh to be in the future, we need to put it on paper, and we need to speak directly to it. We got to use the power of God and, and say the word says that I am here. We got to speak to it and say that I will be victorious. God said I will be the head and not the tail. I will be mm-hmm. above only and not beneath. God went into uh, details on how the bones are to respond to his holy word. Mm-hmm. Because when God speaks, he speaks with no mistake in mind. God is saying to us today that when I put life back into your dreams, it shall live. Amen? Amen. It blows It blows my mind when God does the impossible and restores the broken things in our lives. It amazes me how God can, can turn a, a troubled marriage or a broken home and bring peace and content. And, I mean, just bring prosperity of love and and, and gentleness and all the fruits of the spirit. It just blows my mind that how God can take a sinner and and and, and turn him into a saint of God. It blows my mind to understand the, the 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 things that go behind the atmosphere. How God would just turn things around for us and work miracles out. God said He will bring the sinews upon you. And what are the sinews? Somebody might be asking today. Well, what is sinews? Sinews are the strength. It is the power, the resilience. It is another name for the tendons on the body, the muscular power. God was beginning to bring strength back on the bones. You got to understand that in your situation, God will bring strength back to it. Before the beauty and before all the other things, he has to re-strengthen it because sometimes laying in the valley, things loses its power. Sometimes in the valley, it loses the understanding of how to operate. So then he said he will bring the flesh and cover you with the skin. And not only that, he will put breath into you and you shall live. God will fully restore everything in the valley. Come on, can I get a witness? God will restore everything in the valley. I I shared this with somebody that, that God would not leave anything unturned if we are willing and obedient to give it to the Lord, he will restore 
everything. It does not matter how sick you are. It does not matter how broke you are. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter how, how bad you think that you're out in the world. God is able to restore you back to him because, first of all, you come from him. You come from the creator. So I speak right now against the enemy in your life that tries to tell you, oh, you're in the world now, that there's no other way that you can turn around. You you have been living the, the unsaved life for all your life. But I bet the difference that the creator had you in his hands all the time, and he's waiting patiently for us, you know, for you to come back to him. And when he does uh, it uh, to you, you come out better than you went in. When God begins to fully restore things for the saints of God, you come out, your things come out, every dream, every vision, every situation comes out better than it went in. You might thought that you had a beautiful home before you went in the valley and lost your home. But when you come out of the valley, hallelujah, God Mm. will give you something even better than you went in. You thought that that job was good before you went in the valley and got laid off during a recession. But when God restores you, glory to God, he would give you something better than what you went in. Many times we can't even recognize our dreams and visions or our family or our marriage or our relationships or our finances in the valley because of the dryness and how the appearance has changed. Because in the valley it's rough. And everything on the mountaintops tends to fall down in the valley. Now, I asked the Lord and the Holy Spirit to reveal to me and, and allow me to, as I was reading this text, to uh, see how it would feel to be in the valley. Sometimes you're going in the valley, everything that falls down from the top is not on purpose. Sometimes people drop things being at the top and it comes rolling down. And mm. therefore, it makes it hard. It makes the journey hard. You know, it makes the condition of the valley it, you know, it slows the journey down. It makes you take more breaks than expected. Sometimes yeah. you got to climb over stuff that's been in the valley for years and things that's been in the generations of the family, the curses and, and the situations of, of life to try to overcome. You know, it doesn't matter if you had homosexuality in your family. You can overcome that today. I'm speaking yeah. to the sinner today. It doesn't matter if you had lying in your family. You can overcome it. It might be backbiting in that valley. It might be being a hypocrite. It might be being a, uh, stealing us. Anything that's against the will of God, uh, it might be a lesbian. Whatever it is, as you listening to this broadcast, God is able to restore you out of that valley. He's able to cleanse you and and bring you back to uh, the point where he created you. Mm. When I studied this word, God has brought one of my favorite psalms to me, and it was Psalms 23, and I just got excited, Evangelist, and uh, I ran all over the place and just, I said, oh, i got to stop because the people don't think I lost my mind. <laughs> As I read that, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Many times we need to wake up in the morning, the first thing we need to say is that the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He making me to lie down in the green pastures. He leading me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. Uh, he leaded me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And one of my favorite verses that replies to this lesson is, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, I will fear no evil, for oh, yeah. thou art with me. 
Thou rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And last but not least, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Many times when we in this valley, I'm going to tell the truth, it get hard. It, it, it get you, you, you become tired and weary. But you know the word of God tells us don't be weary in, in well-doing. When we're doing a job, when we are serving faithfully unto God and, and making sure that the ministry of Jesus Christ is represented well, we can't get tired, saints of God. We cannot give up on God because God did not give up on us. Can I get a witness? When he went to the cross, I mean, uh, Passion of the Christ is just a, a, a small clip of what Christ done for us. Amen. It gives us a thing to understand that he bled and he died, but yet he resurrected for our sins. He Amen. resurrected for us, you know, and when he uh, 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 rose up from the dead, he had all power in his hand. And Amen. that's the key, and that's what I get excited because he defeated death, he took away the sting of death. He took away the, the, the authority of anything that the enemy had. Mm-hmm. We have an awesome God who loves us so much that he will repeat his word to your brokenness in life. He will be with you in the valley of the shadow of death. And we are not to fear any evil, for God is with us. His rod and his staff will comfort us. And not only comfort us, but that rod and staff will drive away the enemy when he's trying to come near. God builds us up with strength and power, and then he adores us in his beauty. For we are created in his image and in his likeness. Come on, somebody. When God is on your side, you cannot fail. When God is giving you strength, you can make it in the valley. But without the breath of the Lord, we are nothing but a beautiful frame. Mm. But when God breathes on our dry bones like he did in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, it has no choice but to respond and live and begin to execute what it has been called to do. When our situation hears the word of God, it immediately begins to respond. Verse 7 says, so I prophesied, as I was commanded. The prophet said that he's being obedient. I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. As the bones came together, hallelujah, bone to what? His bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews, and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Come on. Everything was beginning to manifest. Here's the manifestation of God's glory. Things in your life you can't get too happy too quick and think that when you begin to see the manifestation of the glory and, and you see how things are coming together, you see the sinews, you see the strength of your marriage coming back together, and then you see the flesh and the skin. You see that you're able to communicate now with your spouse. But we cannot Forget that we need the breath of God. If the breath of God is not in our marriage, then it is not a marriage holy and acceptable before God. It is a marriage that is incomplete with a complete void between the husband and the wife. Anything that we have, all of our visions and dreams, 
if we don't have the breath of life, then it is nothing but a beautiful frame. When the prophet began to prophesy to the bones as he was commanded, there was a noise and a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Now, when I heard this in my sanctified imagination, um, Mm -hmm. noise and shaking is um, two things that gets your attention. Noise gets your sense of hearing, and shaking messes with your sense of seeing. So now you hear that you're fixing to get a home. You hear that you're fixing to get a job in, in this recession time. You uh, uh, you hear that uh, the family is being restored, and you see the shaking. You see the movement that all these things are coming together. I mean, it will blow your mind. This was the aha moment. The bones realized that it was disconnected from God. When we look at the word of God, the bones realized that it was disconnected from God. When he said bone to his bone, bone to who? Bone to the bone of Christ. Our situations have realized that, hey, I have been disconnected from the source. So the, the, the situation is like, aha, I realize now I need to be back to the power and the anointing of the word of God. <laughs> we got to understand that everything in your life, I prophesy right now in the name of Jesus, that it will come back connected to the source of life. Mm-hmm. Who is God? God is able to restore all your dry bones. He's able to restore your dry places. He's able to restore your dry dreams. He's able to restore the dry visions today. God is able to restore it. I'm not telling you to go and do something uh, unexpected, saying that if you do this and, and buy this, then it's going to happen for you. No. Get in the word of God and expect God to be the uh, restoration for you. I've come to tell you to be encouraged. Restoration is on its way. Oh, we got to begin to reach for the unexpected by faith. We got to search for the light in the word of God and receive the power of God in total surrenders to his will. Many times, saints of God, we cannot receive what God has for us because we have not surrendered to him yet. We have not fully given it to him. Again, we have too much control. We have too many fingers on the situation. We have too much say-so. We have too much authority over something that belongs to God anyhow. We've got to understand to put it in God's hand and allow God to change that situation and restore it. It just reminds me, thank you, Holy Ghost, that down in the valley you would think that everything is so important. You would think that everything, I've got to get it out of the valley. So I'm, I'm mindful to see that someone right now is trying to carry it out of the valley. You cannot carry that situation up the hill. You cannot drag all those problems out of the valley. You've got to allow God to restore it. You've got to allow God, who has all power, to lift this thing up for you. No, you shall not give up. You shall not carry the burdens of what has happened in your life or the things that have went on in your life, and now you're trying to carry it. Let it go. Allow God to be the restoration because in this message today, God is telling us that he's able, but we have to surrender. We have to be willing to give it to God. It's not a time to be embarrassed. Amen. I'm I'm reminded that. If you're going and you need assistance and you need help, 
you're not embarrassed for what the person is asking you to give, the information. Mm-hmm. You lay it all out on the table. People that go through bankruptcy in the court, they don't go there hiding and say, okay, well, I'm going to hold this back. No, they are pleading before the judge to give mercy on my situation. So they lay every creditor, they lay every situation, they lay it all out. They don't care who's in the courtroom visiting, looking. They said, Judge, I need help. I need you to bring uh, peace to my situation. God wants to do the same for you. God wants to bring peace in the valley. We don't have to carry anything. He said to lay aside every weight that so easily besets us and, and keeps us down. We got to let it go. Amen. But the prophet said, after sin, physical restoration before my eyes. Now I see the spirit of the Lord coming into the bones as the breath of God. Oh, I can imagine that this this thing that God was showing Ezekiel was a beautiful thing to, to see the glory of God to restore something in your life. It's nothing like seeing that person in your life, that close loved one being healed from their infirmity. When you see the glory of God moving on their life, when you see the glory of God healing somebody in a church service, when you see the glory of God moving in your home, there's nothing better than seeing that breath and glory of God. Genesis chapter 2 and 7 said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Just because it looks very dry and dead does not disqualify God from performing an awesome miracle of life. Come on, can I get a witness? I know somebody out there believes it today. Amen. Evangelists, sometimes we would think that the dry situation that looks not only dry but very dry, Amen. And sometimes you can look at things uh, that, you know, if you travel in the country, you can see old cars uh, yeah. out in front of somebody's yard. They yeah. don't only just look dry, like normal sun hitting it and destroying the paint. They are very dry. Yeah. So we got to understand that just because it looks like that, that don't disqualify God from performing an awesome miracle. God is the creator. Come on. If, and however he wants to do it, he he performs a miracle. If he wants to change the manifestation of it, he can. Just like he brought the sinews and the flesh and the skin upon these, these bones, the house of Israel showing, he can do it for our situation. Mm. Today you may be experiencing dryness in your life, and you wonder how can I get back into the groove of life. Many times this hit the saints uh Pretty often we will experience uh, a shift in our life, and and and, and like to you know just let the truth be told. Since you've been saved, you made some mistakes. You know mm-hmm. God may have asked you to pray, and and you say, well, Lord, I'm kind of tired tonight. Well, you're walking in disobedience, yeah. so therefore you got to repent. So mm-hmm. since you have commit your life to God, you have had some times that you have uh, walked in disobedience. So from that disobedience sometimes we experience that dryness and we feel unworthy or we feel like, well, Lord, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a babe again. But we got to understand that God can restore you from that point. God is the only one who's able to breathe, breathe life back into you and cause you to live again. It is not in that alcohol. It is not in that drug. It is not in that club. It is not in having a good time. 
oh, I'm just having a little drink for folks. No, uh, the devil mm. is a lie. It is not in that. It is in God, and it is in the breath of God, which is the Holy Spirit and the life for you to live again. Just because we go through some things, don't give us license to go out and sin. Amen. Many times, so many saints say, well, I'm going through, and I'm just going out here to get it out, get it out of my system. Get what out your system? <laughs> it's nothing in your system. It is a false illusion from the enemy. That's the enemy in your system. You need to get the devil out. And how do we get the devil out? Through the word of God. Amen. Once we get the enemy out, we don't have to go out to the clubs and I'm just going to have listen to a little music, some blues. No, the devil's a lie. When the enemy gets you out there, it goes from one thing to another. Now that he got you back in the club, then you say, well, I'm here now. I mean, I'm, I'm having a good time, and, and, and maybe i just take a little drink. And you will see that the enemy is just leading breadcrumbs to destroy you. Mm. But we serve the enemy. Notice that we can be restored, and we don't have to go through these situations every year, every year of our life. We got to understand that everything we need is in the Word of God. There is nothing we go through that does not have an answer already in the Holy Word of God. Mm-hmm. It just takes us to press and to learn about what the Lord has said. The verse 9 says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus said the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Now, this right here just excites me, evangelists. I mean, I can just run right now. Uh, verse 10, is, is, woo, it, it does something to me. He said that as he uh, prophesied, as uh, God commanded him, the breath came to them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Now, radio audience, visualize with me now. Every situation in your life, every dream, everything you pray for, everything that has been prophesied on your life, and everything that uh, you expect to receive from God is in the valley. And as you now, as an obedient son of God or daughter of God, you speak to those bones and you speak the word of the of the Lord to them. And now as you have commanded them, they stand to their feet like an exceeding great army. That would just cause a, a, a shout so loud, you know, because it just makes you excited to know and see the manifestation begin to work. We see everything standing to his feet. Even though these bones now had sinews and a muscular system to allow them to walk, yet there was no breath in them. God has commanded Ezekiel to prophesy over them that their breath should come from the four winds of the earth. Four is the number of God's creative work, which means the wind in this verse is the Holy Spirit that will come over all areas of the world. The wind, John 3 and 8 says in the King James Version, the wind bloweth where it listeneth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. But canst not tell whence it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. 
the four winds also play a part on the last day as Christ will send his angels to the four winds on the earth and bring his elect. Everything in your life, I speak now that the spirit of the living God by his son, Jesus Christ, will begin to bring the breath of life from every direction into your lives and that he will allow you to awake in a born-again spirit. Hallelujah. Born-again spirit. We have to be born again. Are we talking about a physical uh, thing? No, we cannot climb back in our mother and be born again. But spiritually, God can awaken us to be born again, to, 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 to live the life that he has called us to live. Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Joel 2 and 11 says, And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For he is strong that executed his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. And who can abide it? Everything in your life will begin to take stand again, and you will begin to see the old diminished dreams being connected to your new dreams. You will see the old dry visions to fulfill visions. You will see a messed up home to a home of peace. You will see a broken heart to a content spirit. God speaks of his church as an army. He calls individual Christian soldiers. Notice in the Joel passage, the Bible tells us that his camp is very great. Revelation 7 and 9, King James Version said, After this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and peoples and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with the white robes Mm. and palms in their hands. This passage is telling us that a great multitude is in heaven praising the Lord. This great multitude is the church, as you notice, they have come out of every tribe, every nation, and people of the whole world. Until the last day, God will continue to save out of this world. God will continue to restore every saint that believes. I speak to you today because God is continuing to pour out. I'm reminded that uh, as an example, to, to give you a picture, uh, many of you have fished or went fishing before in your life. And, you know, it's a funny thing when you're out there fishing because you're ready to eat. I don't know about you, but, I mean, catfish and, perch, you know, white perch is good. And, 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 and we would go out fishing and we got a smile on our face and we would throw that reel out there in the water. But that fish out there don't even know it and bite on the bait and it's hooked. So the fish is going wild. This shows us how we are sometimes when God is trying to pull us out of the world. Some of us had to be hooked and pulled and wheeled out of the world because we was like the fish just doing everything. But God had to save us. And when you pull that fish out, you know it's a fight sometimes. It depends on the weight of the fish. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It depends on how heavy the fish is. It depends on how much you've been through in life and how much you allow the enemy to pack on you and, 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 and weight on your shoulders. And when you pull that fish out, he will give you a fight. We gave the Lord a fight of saints of God. And, and, and when God, when you finally pull that fish out, he will be dangling everywhere. But after a while, he will calm down because you know what? He said, I can't win this fight. 
And that mm-hmm. symbolizes how we were. We had to realize, come to the altar of God and say, God, I stop fighting. I'm, I'm not going to try to fight anymore. I give mm-hmm. up. I am at your feet. And God, just use me as you please. God wants to restore everything in your life. Amen. In verse 11 said, Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, hallelujah, and mm-hmm. cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into a land of Israel. God had to tell Ezekiel in this vision how he was going to bring Israel out, even though they were disobedient. He's going to bring them out of their graves. God is telling you today on on, on, the, on this radio broadcast that he's going to bring some things out of their graves. Many times your visions and dreams have laid there long enough. What is a grave? A grave is somewhere where you bury a body. Some things in your life have been buried on top of other dreams. They have been buried on top uh, under uh, other situations. And in the valley, so many uh, stones and everything has now covered it. But God is saying that he's going to open up that grave. He's going to remove those things. He's going to bring all these things from the past that's that's in his will uh, back to your remembrance. Praise God. God. Now that you have received life, Back from God, we have to command the bones through the word of God that everything you were purposed for and destined to do will now take place. God said he will cause you to come up out of your grave, the place of death, or a place where there is no life or no breath. In the grave, there is no life. There is no breath. There is darkness. There is, uh, you know, there is nothing to grow there. It's a, it's a place where... Uh, the things that you desire to grow can't grow because it's not in fertile ground. But when God breathes in it, when God gives life to it, now that thing in your life can grow. And uh, if you're not a saint of God and if you're a sinner today, you got to uh, submit yourself to God. You got to give up that lifestyle. You got to surrender and say, God, I need you. I confess. I confess that you are the Christ. I believe that you have died and resurrected from my sin, and I no longer try to control everything in my life. When you begin to do that, God will open up your graves. He will open up those dead places in your life, those places where the light of God is not hidden, those places where we have hid and and, and, and stored for our own selfish reasons. God wants to press the resume button in your life. Some of you are way behind. Some of you are way behind the time. And God is speaking today, saying today is your day for total restoration. Hallelujah. When I thought about God pressing the resume button in my life, oh, my goodness. I mean, that is something to think about. If God today would just press the resume button like you do in your car and God bring you back to, to par, and he brings you back to the speed where you was on fire for him, and, and when, I mean, when you first got saved, it was nobody you didn't want to tell Christ about. <laughs> Everybody. He was like, I, whoo, I know about this man that saved my life. His name is Jesus, and he, he saved my family. He, he delivered me. He healed my body. He restored all these things in my life. 
we got to understand that God wants to do that today. And not only today, but every day. God wants to press that button because sometimes we allow our flesh and ourselves to slow us down. But be encouraged. Restoration is on the way. God God wants you to gather your things because he's about to do something special in your life. You thought Mm -hmm. it was over, and you thought God had written you off. But God speaks today saying, I want to be your restoration and your healing. Saints of God, you may have thought that God has forgot about you, or you may have thought that your prayers have fallen way down in the basket of prayers, or you may have thought that the angel have not delivered it yet, but I come to tell you that God wants to be your restoration, and he, he hears you, and he has not written you off. Don't listen to what the Internet says. Don't listen to what the, the latest fad saying and, 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 and saying that God is not God. He is God. He is the Almighty. He is the All-Knowing. He is the first and the last. He's Alpha and Omega. He is able to do what we need him to do in our lives. Jeremiah 30 and 17 says, uh, For I will restore health unto you, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, says the Lord. Because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, who no man seeketh after. No longer will you feel and look left out, because God has visited his people, and we are strengthened on every hand. All of our dreams, all of our visions, all of your family members, all of your finances, all of your hopes, all of your prayers will walk in the calling of God and the anointing of God. Hallelujah. As we are about to close and we come into the end, as you will, and you shall know, verse 13 says, that I am the Lord when I have opened your grave, O my people, and brought you up out of your grave. God is claiming you back to him today. He is saying that you are his people. Oh, my people, if you would just listen to me today, if you would just listen to the word of God and know that God wants to restore the things in your life. Verse 14 said, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Ezekiel deals with the term graves. Whenever we look at the term, we try to harmonize it with the rest of the Bible. But let us look at some explanation again of this term. Whenever we speak of graves, we must ask the question, what does a grave hold? The answer, of course, is a dead body. And how does God view unbelievers? The answer is very simple. He views us as dead in our sins. Do you know the Lord today? That's the question. Do you know the Lord today? God is able and more than able to perform what we need and even what we desire. He's able to to be there when you're lonely. He's able to be your friend when you're friendless. God is able to turn things around. When we have the spirit of God and in us there is no devil in hell that can stop us from being successful through God, we got to understand that God is able to turn everything around. God wants to be encouraged. He wants you to be encouraged because restoration is on the way. 
Many of you today have, have written God off, and many of you today have fallen by the wayside. But God says that he wants to restore you even though you're in the valley. Many things may have fallen on your life. Many things may have fallen from generation to generation. But I come to tell you that God is a restorer, that God is able to remove every heavy weight. God is a supplier of life. As yes. God spoke this vision to Ezekiel, he showed Ezekiel a better way. He showed Ezekiel what restoration is all about. He didn't care about what was in the valley. God didn't say that how they got in the valley, but God said he wants to restore them out of the valley. It does not matter how you got to where you at, but understand that the power and the love of God can pull you from a place where nobody wants to come visit you, a place where nobody wants to see you, a place where nobody wants to listen to you. You may be down, down in your grave, but God is able to come down in the deeps of the depth, and he's able to restore you out of the place, a place where nobody knows you're at, a place where nobody knows your thoughts and your and how you feel and, and what's going on in your life. God is able to restore you. Just like he said in Psalm 23, he will be your shepherd. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will be with you every day of your life. Even though in verse 4 it said that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God wants to comfort you today. It does not matter how many people can pat you on your back. It's nothing like having the comfort of God. When God, Holy Spirit, comforts you, it changes your life. It, it changes how you feel. It changes how you think. It changes how you respond. God showed me even closer hand as he healed my daughter. I come to tell you that it was an amazing thing to go through seeing that you may lose your own child, to be there and understand that the doctor saying that there's no chance that she will make it through. Uh, you got to understand that it takes faith. And what mm. is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of, that is not seen. Uh, I did not know if she would make it through, but I knew a God that's able to bring her through. Oh, yeah. God said that he would be in total control. So yeah. I had to trust God with all my heart, with oh, all my mind and all my understanding. But I come to encourage you today that restoration is on its way. Uh, don't allow people to write you off and, and you believe it. Don't allow situations to write you off and you believe it. Don't allow the enemy to write you uh, to, to defeat you. And, and what God has given you strength to overcome, the enemy has no power. The enemy has no strength. The enemy has no say-so. The enemy cannot touch what God has ordained. you got to understand that if you are seeking God today, in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 8 through 11, verse 8 says, But what said is, the word is not the even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart, 
that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. When I hear the word, thou shalt be saved, it sounds like God has commanded that I am protected. It's just like the judge is pronouncing protection in a bankruptcy. When somebody has given it all to the courts, and when the judge says that you are now protected, no longer will the creditors be able to touch you. When he says that thou art saved, no longer can the enemy touch you. No longer can the enemy have power over your life. He may jump, he may dance, he may do all things to try to to distract you, but you got to understand that God has saved you. Verse 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. I come to tell you today that I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of what God has done in my life. I am not ashamed of how God has moved and turned my life around. I wouldn't always save people of God. Those who are listening by the radio broadcast, I had to be fished out of the world. And I was one of the bands that was dancing all over the place. But God kept me. He kept me and he wheeled me in. He, he allowed me to, he put on the drag until I got tired and understand that I needed God. He allowed me to understand that he's not letting me go. It does not matter what people have associated you with titles saying that you will never be nothing. You are just like your father. You're just like your mother or your uncle or family member. But God said that you are just like him because he created you in his likeness. God created you in his image, and he has given you his Holy Spirit. So I come to tell you today that life is from God. And if you would just trust God and believe it in your heart that he has died, buried, and resurrected, thou shalt be saved. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. What an awesome, 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 powerful word on tonight. On encouraging, being encouraged, and that restoration is on its way. There are many of you tonight that need what he was talking about. You need that restoration. You need for God to come in and speak life to the dry places, the dry areas in your life, that the word of faith will quicken you and move you back to a place where you need to be. Now, uh, Minister um, Watkins, you said something tonight about your breakthrough is within your mouth. I mean, what a powerful yes, statement, because there are so many people that are going through things, and all they have to do is just speak forth the Word yes, of God, and mm-hmm. that breakthrough Lord. will happen for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But the man, Lord, that, the man that may be going through something, and he doesn't know Jesus, what word can he speak from his mouth? Amen. If you are today uh, and you need Christ, you can go to the book of Romans, chapter 10, and verse 8, and we're going to key in on verse 9. It said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, 
thou shalt be saved. If we would not only confess it, but believe it in our heart that he was raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. This is the key because Christ is our redemption. He is our salvation. He's he's the uh, he's the one that has the, the greatest, the Lamb of God that was sacrificed for us. This was the perfect sacrifice. All the sacrifices in the Old uh, Testament uh, was good to a point, but it was not able to redeem us from the enemy for eternal life. Yeah. So he he had to die. And 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 be uh, buried and resurrected for our salvation. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to let you rest, uh, Elder, for a minute. We're going to play a song, and when we come back, uh, there me. Um, I'm going to open up the phone lines if someone wants to call in. Um, if not, I'm going to have you, uh, Minister Watkins, to just lead us in a prayer. Of salvation, um, because even though we are live on the radio now, this broadcast will go out all over all next week, week after next, and so on and so forth. And uh, even though someone may not come tonight, but someone may uh, hear this and give their life to the Lord on next week, someone give you a chance to refresh yourself, get you a glass of water or something, and we're going to go ahead. We're going to play a song. Uh, enjoy. Yes, ma'am. There is a prophetic word from the Lord. It's your time. It's your season. And not only will you receive increase, but everything you lost during your valley experience, the Lord is going to restore. He's going to restore it 100-fold. Yeah, you were tried in the fire, but you're coming out as gold. God said, I'm restoring the years you've sown in tears. Lend me your ears. Oh, your broken spirit, your broken 
broken heart, receive this word from the Lord. And here's what you need to do. Deposit it. Let it breathe life in you. God said I'm restored. Hallelujah. The years, the years, the years. Every pastor, every song, my brother, my sister, healing has come. Now come on, everybody, get your healing. If you're listening to me, receive your healing. Lift up your hand and receive it now. Come on, say, I'm healing. Ah, the Lord said he's healing you. Everything that you've been through, God said, I'm healing you. Every broken place, every wounded place, the Lord said, I'm healing you. Oh, receive it now, receive it now. Believe it, my sister, believe it, my brother. The Lord said, he's healing you. Ah, Restoration has come. Hey, I feel the word tonight and I just really thank you for uh, teaching and making it plain. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, is there anything that you maybe want to ask the uh, tonight's speaker? Um, I was, there's nothing to ask. He, he answered everything. So. <laughs> everything that I had been praying about. So I just, I, I really appreciate his word tonight. Praise God. Amen. amen. Praise God. Lord, God we bless appreciate you. you calling. Praise God. Amen. Okay. All right. Well, Bye-bye. Listen to us again. Oh, definitely. God bless Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. Well, praise God. We thank God for the caller. Uh, our phone lines are open. The phone number is one eight one eight four seven five nine two two nine. Uh, the word was so awesome on this evening, uh, just being restored.
restored, having God to restore you back. You said something uh, tonight, um, Minister Watkins. You said that uh, God can restore you from the point that you left off. Amen. When, when you when you are you know maybe you backslidden or something like that. Some people think that if I come back to the Lord, I'm going to have to restart all over again. Right. But people don't know that God will just take you right from where you left off. Yes, and He will. And I'm... go ahead, sir. Okay. I mean, yes, He will. I mean, it's it's a song uh, that uh, Donnie McClurkin sing is "We Fall Down But We Get Right Back Up." Yeah. And you know, just as if you are walking out of your home, if you was to fall, you know, at the front door, I mean, you don't rewind back to your to your living room and start walking over again. Right. <laughs> you know, you get right, right up right. from where you're at and you keep going. So right. God would do the same thing. He is a restorer. Amen. Um, Minister B, is there anything that you might want to add to uh, some of what your husband said on this evening? Did God drop anything in your spirit for us? Well, um, I do. I believe that God is in the restoring business. And, and I think that he said it best when he said that, uh, when God comes into your life, He changes things for the better. And sometimes it seems like we get in those God places, evangelists, and we forget where we were in Christ. We forgot all of the things that God had taught us from, and we forgot all the places that He had taken took us and um, where we had come from. And I'm even reminded of uh, when God restored our marriage. Uh, we were in our infant stage of marriage, and we had went through a couple of situations and. Uh, different things, and there was a point that we were thinking, oh, my God, is this going to be it? Is this the end for us? And so we made the choice to trust God and to believe in him and and move here. Um, When we moved here, we knew that it was more than just a a faith walk, but it was a walk for our marriage. It was a walk for our ministry. And uh, when I realized that God was speaking to me one day blatantly when I was sitting on the sofa, I could still remember his voice saying it just starts with one. It just starts with one. If you just if you just have one person that will go to God and say, Lord, work on this, fix this, work it out, he will do it for the both of you. But just one asking him for restoration and, and so I'm reminded of that and I'm I'm grateful because everything that he spoke and preached about it is so true. It's so relevant for today. Many people are throwing in the towel, they're giving up even before the fight it's finished. They're giving up before the journey has uh, taken off it, and, and they forget that God is a God that's a, a God of restoration. Sometimes we get tired. It, it, that's, that's natural in our human nature. But for us to support in the towel, it, it doesn't give God a chance or an opportunity to, to re-strengthen us and to restore our strength. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, uh, Minister uh, Watkins, I'm, we've got about uh, 11 more minutes, and I'm going to give you an opportunity just to um, just lead us um, for whoever may want to receive Christ, whether it be tonight or it may touch someone's heart a few weeks down the road. But if you would just um, lead us uh, in a sinner's prayer and just explain to us about salvation. Amen. Amen. I just ask you who's listening by radio broadcast tonight and uh, the future archives that 
you would just stretch forth your hands as we begin to pray and touch and agree with me because the first thing we do uh, being a Christian is we want to be in agreement. And we want to be in agreement with God. He said with two or three assembled together, he will be there in the midst. And in the midst means that he will be right beside you with his hand, with your hand. And just pray this prayer with me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sins. And the life that I have lived, I need your forgiveness. I believe that your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, shed his precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. I am now willing to turn from my sins. You said in your holy word, Romans 10 and 9, that if we confess the Lord our God and believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead, we shall be saved. Right now, I confess Jesus as the Lord of my soul. With my heart, I believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead. This very moment, I accept Jesus Christ as my own personal Savior and according to his word. Right now, I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for your unlimited grace and and your mercy, which has saved me from my sins. I thank you, Jesus, that your grace never leads to license, but rather to always leads to repentance. Therefore, Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you alone and not to myself. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me and giving me eternal life. And also, God, I thank you for John 3.16. And it reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you just said this prayer and you meant it with all of your heart, listen to me. We believe that you just got saved and are born again. Hallelujah. We are praising God with you. You may ask, now that I am saved, what's next? First of all, you need to get into a Bible-based church and study God's word. Once you have found a church home, you will want to become water baptized. By accepting Christ, you you are baptized in the spirit. But it is through the water baptism that you show your obedience to the Lord. Water baptism is a symbol uh, of your salvation from the dead. You are dead, but now, hallelujah, you live. Hmm. The Lord Jesus Christ has redeemed you with a price. The price was his death on the cross. May God bless you and keep you in, in your walk with Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you did pray that prayer and you meant it from your heart, like Minister Watkins just said, we want to welcome you into the family of God. And if you have received Christ on tonight or whenever you hear this particular message, please write me at, uh, email me at a word from God 3 a word from God 3 at AOL.com and let me know that you have received Christ. 
that you did pray that sinner's prayer. Whatever state you are in, uh, California, Texas, if you're in another country, we will do everything we can to get you into the right church, where, as he was saying, a Bible-based church so that you can learn the word, study the word, and that you might uh, get baptized and so that you can live your life thoroughly and wholly for God. It is our endeavor that we always share Christ with you. We never want to close out and not share Christ with the people. Well, um, it is almost time for us to close out. It looks like two hours just go pretty quick around here. Amen, um, amen. (laughs) But it is almost that time. And I just want to say to the Watkins family, thank you so much for coming on the broadcast tonight. Thank you so much, uh, Minister Watkins, for sharing that awesome, powerful word. Uh, For many of you, you can go back on as soon as we hang up here, as soon as we uh, this goes off and give it about 10, 15 minutes and you can re-listen to the program. You can turn your family members on to the program. Um, If you would like to have um, Minister Watkins and his wife to come to your church or to some function, please write me and I will get that message to them. They're an awesome couple. Thank you too so much for being a part of, of, of the show and tonight. You have blessed me. You have blessed um, the radio audience so much. Thank you for your obedience, uh, Minister Watkins and Sister Watkins. Thank you both so much. Amen. 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 And we hope to have you back again soon. And before we go, there are some people that I want to give a shout out to. Uh, today is uh, our speaker next week. His uh, name is um, Minister Timothy Mitchell. Today is his birthday. We want to say happy birthday to him. Uh, he is a praise and worship leader at Day Springs, and he's going to be coming on next week and sharing with us about praise and worship. So uh, stay tuned to that. Uh, call your friends. Let them know what's going on on Blog Talk Radio slash The Word from God next week. We also want to say happy birthday to Bishop Kevin Dickerson. His birthday is on tomorrow. We want to say bless you, Bishop, and God bless you for all the things you do for Dayspring. Uh, for my daughter, Tamara F. Collier-Hillard and her husband, uh, Sergeant Donald Hillard, we appreciate you and love you, and I hope you have a happy, happy anniversary on tomorrow. They will be married, I believe it's 17, 17 or 18 years. And to uh, Pastors Charles and Margaret Morris, who are celebrating their birthday, um, their anniversary this week, I believe, in Hawaii. And uh, we just want to give that shout-out to each and every one of you. Thank you again for tuning in to blogtalkradio.com slash a word from God. I am your radio hostess, Evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler. Saying thank you for joining us. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for Him. See you next week. And also tune in uh, this Wednesday at 10 a.m. We're going to be doing a business show. So tune in to that. But see you all next Sunday night, 7.30 Central Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. 
God bless you. Thank you again to the Watkins family for for being our special guest this evening. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Here we go. Come on, say it. Say it. You. Y'all got that? Everybody sing that with me.